0: Welcome back to the Mirror Image Podcast. I hope you're having a lovely, lovely day. If you don't know me, my name is Alyssa, and I am the host of this podcast. And we're trying out a lot of new things this episode, one of which is a new recording setup. So normally, I record kind of like next to my bed on the ground, but today... After seeing a picture of someone who runs a podcast recording their podcast with pillows around them and sitting at a desk, I was like, maybe we should try and step this up because I have noticed that there is a little bit of a disconnect between like regular good podcast audio and like my audio and obviously I'm not using a very good microphone or whatever, but I want to make it like the best listening experience possible. So that's why the audio might sound a little bit different, but I'm hoping that it sounds better. I don't know, feel free to let me know (laughs) or anything like that. And another new thing that I'm trying is a new beginning segment. So normally, if you guys have been here for a while, you know we do like a little warm-up. I call it my ramble of the week. And I'm going to change that to something maybe with a little bit of a nicer name, and I'm going to be calling it the life update of the week. So, I realize that I don't always get to talk so much about, like, what's going on in my day-to-day life. Um, I do more talking about, like, what's happened in the past and, like, issues and how I've dealt with them and stuff like that. But it is really nice to know, I think, about, like, a creator's present life and what they're going through at the moment. So I thought I would start off with that. And the biggest, most interesting thing about this week is that I got glasses. So I have pretty bad eyesight. I've worn contacts since fifth grade, and that was the only test I've ever failed is my fifth grade eye exam. And they were like, oh, you can't see it all. And then they sent me to the eye doctor. And here I am with my contacts. But um, when I went to the eye doctor this past week, they said that my astigmatism was um, pretty much like making an appearance. Like it's never happened to me before, according to the eye doctor, that I've had astigmatism. But in this past exam, they said you have like some weird occurrence of astigmatism that we've never noticed before and they think that it's possible that my contact lenses are warping the shape of my cornea which is so insane to me that my contact lens can do that. Uh, Don't ask me how that's happening, I have no clue. But they think that the contact lens is warping the shape of my cornea. And so they want me to try wearing glasses for two weeks to see if that gets better, like if the shape of the cornea becomes more normal or what's gonna happen. So I have glasses now. I just got them a couple days ago, so I haven't had the opportunity to wear them to school yet. But I am a little anxious about wearing them to school because I've never worn glasses at school. Like, this will be the first time in my entire life that I've worn glasses to school. And I don't know, like, I don't really mind how I look in glasses. I don't think I look, like, particularly bad in them or have that strong of an opinion. But it is always weird to, like, present a new version of yourself to the school Like, you know, like, after you get a haircut and you go to class and everyone's like, oh, did you get a haircut? Like, you look different or you look nice or whatever, stuff like that. I mean, obviously no one's going to tell you you look bad, but, you know, some people might think that too. Um, it's just that kind of, like, dynamic or, like, a first day of school dynamic where I'm like, oh, I'm going to this group of, like, judgmental people, um with this like vulnerable quote-unquote version of myself and just being like a very socially anxious person, it's just not a great thing to always be like presenting yourself newly to different people and that's like also I have this problem where I love making outfits and like creating them in my mind or like playing dress up. And I will never wear those to school. Like, I'm just terrified of what other people will think when they see those outfits. And that basically just means that I have so many clothes that are unborn in my closet. And it would be so so good if i could just like work up the courage and wear them but i really can't so yeah (laughs) i got glasses and it has increased my social anxiety just a tad i'll let you guys know what the reaction is when i do go to school but like i said no one's gonna be like oh you look terrible with glasses on it's just like what do i think people are thinking that makes me anxious another thing that i'm so excited for is I can feel spring coming and I'm so so excited. Um I'm not sure if you guys saw on like Groundhog's Day the two like main groundhogs or whatever predicted different things and that was a shocker. One of them was like spring is coming early and one of them was like six more weeks of winter and I was like okay um so what do we do now? I'm not sure if that's like an incredible groundbreaking thing like that's never happened before But, like, at least from what I can remember is that they always say the same thing. And I know it's kind of, like, a stupid tradition anyways. Like, who cares what a groundhog says? But, I don't know. I put some weight into it. Like, if, um, what's that groundhog's name? I I don't even know. Like, is it Phil? Something Phil or whatever. If Phil is, like, it's gonna be snowing for six more weeks, I'm like, dang it, he's right. He was a literal groundhog. Like, (laughs) I don't know, I just put weight into what they say, but I feel like, now personally, I do not have the skills of a groundhog, but I think spring is coming because it's warm, it's sunny, and I feel more hopeful, and I don't know why, but I feel like that's always an indicator that spring is coming, and yeah. So, from Alyssa's groundhog perspective, spring is coming, and I'm so, so excited. I just want to be like tan and I know you don't really tan in spring but whatever and I want to wear shorts and I want to wear short sleeves and I want to go outside and not be dressed in five layers. How amazing would that be? Okay, so I realized that this like talking section has gone on so long but I also want to make my podcast episodes longer just because I realized like I'm only doing it every two weeks and If I'm only doing, like, a 20-minute episode every two weeks, it can kind of be, like, okay, where's the content? Like, who's feeding us? Not me. So, I just want to, like, talk more and honestly, like, not having this limit of, like, oh, you should only be talking for, like, 25 minutes is nice and I think that it'll allow me to delve deeper into like all these topics. So that is what is going on for this episode. I'm trying it out, seeing how it works, and I also realize that basically I'm just talking about myself longer, but you know, just like I promise we will get to the topic. Let me just dump on you guys everything I've been thinking about. Another thing that's been happening in my life is we are doing in dance um auditions for like the next level um, the higher up level and I don't know if I want to do it. this is, I would say a pretty big deal for me because when I was younger I always wanted to like move up to the next level and dance and really progress through and um I wanted to be like all the lead roles and stuff like that and actually this past year, I didn't even audition for our end of the year production in any type of role. I have kind of I feel like let go of this mindset where, I really want to, like, progress through levels in dance, and for me now, I find dance more as a, like, self-expression tool and, like, a way to get exercise. It's not really about being the best. Of course, I want to, like, improve on what I can already do, but I'm by no means looking to go pro or anything. So, I just think that maybe for me right now, like, I don't need to move up to the next level. And this is kind of a unpopular opinion, I would say, at my dance studio. Like, most people are looking to progress and are looking to kind of get to that top level. With, like, my um injury that I had, that really still, like, impairs me when I dance. And um just, like, perspective from... Teachers and from classes I have and from like actually listening to myself and like being like, do I really, really want to move forward? I don't know if I should. And I keep thinking back to this episode I made called Are You Doing This for Yourself? And basically I talked about in that episode how a lot of the times we do things with the intent of doing them for other people's benefit or to like signal to other people that we're doing good things. Like for example, doing a bunch of extracurriculars that you don't really like, but you're doing them for a college to show them that like, oh, you are a well-rounded person or something like that. And at this point, I'm like, do I even want to move up to the next level or am I just doing this because... I don't even know why, like, because I feel some sort of obligation to my dance studio to try and want to move on. Next year will be my senior year, and I really don't want to be doing stuff that I don't want to be doing (laughs) during my senior year. I don't want to be putting any of this extra undue pressure on myself to keep trying to please people when I'm like, Alyssa, you're going to be 18, you're going to be an adult soon. And you still don't know how to, like, do things for yourself. You're still doing things for other people. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I really shouldn't be, like, doing all this stuff. Like, I should just be following what I actually want to do and, like, following my heart, cheesy as it sounds. But I don't know. I'm still thinking about that one because I still want to dance, but I don't know if I want to dance at that higher level. And I know that, like, if I don't audition, I think that people will, like, assume stuff, like, oh, she, um, doesn't care, like, she, like, she must not be good enough, or she's just, like, a coward or something and like that, but really, like, my reasoning is that, like, I just, I don't see dance in that same way as a lot of the other people do, where I have to keep progressing and moving on and getting better. It's just, like, if I'm not having fun doing it, then why am I still doing it? Like, if I'm not gonna go pro, then, I should only be doing it if I'm having fun. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Enough about me. Well, almost enough about me. One more thing I need to say. I want to include in this life update of the week um, what I'm reading because I think that will be so interesting. I used to share on Instagram, like, all the books that I was reading, but, like, I feel like I could just work it into this podcast. And so today, I wanted to share with you the book that I'm reading currently, which is... The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt, basically about this boy named Theo who goes to the art museum with his mom one day, and there's a terrorist attack, and his mom ends up dying. He ends up okay, and during the attack, he, like, gets this artwork, like, this old, like, Dutch painting that his mom was, like, really enamored with. And then he goes on to, like, he's an orphan now because his dad um, ran away from the family. So he goes on to live with this um, very rich, like, Upper East Side kind of vibe family and that is how far I've gotten currently. So yeah, I really like it so far. I think it's a great combination of like an old-timey classic feel, but it's a very modern book, just like with the setting, with the characters and stuff like that, but it does have a classic feel, and I really like that about Donna Tartt's writing. Um, I've also read The Secret History, the Dark Academia book talk book, which is actually really good. So TikTok, thank you for that recommendation. I really like The Secret History and that's kind of why I picked up The Goldfinch. And there's this quote that I really like from it. I have this quote like on my notion and I just think about it all the time. And the quote is, drumroll please. It is a glory and a privilege to love what death doesn't touch. And I just love that quote. I just, I think it's so so sentimental and, like, poignant, and I, yeah, I don't know. I just love it so much. I haven't gotten to the part of the book where they actually say that quote yet, but I just thought that was interesting. Okay, I've been talking for 20 whole minutes about myself. It's time to move on. So, today's episode, we are talking about mean girls, and not as in the hit 2000s movie starring Lindsay Lohan, Mean Girls, but we're talking about Mean Girls. We're talking about mean people and how to deal with them and why they are so mean and the techniques they use to make us feel awful. But first, because I know everyone was thinking it, um, when you clicked on the title of this episode, you were probably thinking, oh my gosh, Lindsay Lohan. I love her. (laughs) And I do love Mean Girls. So, I'm going to talk about the movie a little bit. Yes, here we go. Still not the actual topic of this episode, but, um, favorite Mean Girls character, Damien. So, so good. Just, like, so funny, good comedic relief. I just find something very endearing about his character, and really, like, all side characters that are there for, like, comedic relief, but they're still, like, really nice to the main character kind of vibe, you know? I just feel like In my ideal movie, I would be that sort of side character who, like, everyone loves. They don't have to, like, deal with, actually, all of the stuff that's going down, but they're just, like, there for the ride, and they're funny, and yeah. But, of course, when we're talking about Mean Girls, we gotta talk about the plastics. Um, so iconic, and I love their, um, kind of, like, cult of aesthetic, like, that has- evolved around the plastics, like, pink, Y2K, other quotes, and, like, just this general, like, embracing femininity, which I love. Like, I think that... Originally, of course, the Plastics were intended to be these like villains and we weren't supposed to kind of find comfort and like solace and identity in their like pink and feminine personas that was supposed to be more vilified. But like nowadays, I feel like everyone's like, oh, I want to dress like Regina George and I want to wear all the pink and stuff like that. And I just like that because I feel like every time a mean girl is wearing pink, that just like further cements to us that femininity is bad. But no, it's not bad. It's great. And we should be wearing pink and like mini skirts and like, I don't know, like sparkly sandals or whatever and embracing it if we want. Um, so my favorite plastic is Gretchen, because I just think she, I feel like Regina's mean to all the girls, but, like, I feel like she's pretty mean to Gretchen in general, and I also like Gretchen's just, like, energy, like, she's, I feel like she's very, um, like, tense and, like, uptight, kind of a people pleaser, I guess, which I like about her, because I resonate with that. And I like that she has brown hair because I have black hair, and that's the closest I'm getting into the plastics is a brown-haired girl as a black-haired girl. (laughs) So, yeah, I like Gretchen. So now that I'm thinking about it, that was not a great transition into what I'm talking about, which is Mean Girls going from talking about my life to talking about the movie Mean Girls to now talking about actual Mean Girls. It made sense in my head, so now we are talking actually about Mean Girls, the people. Obviously, I always like to start off with my own experience with Mean Girls, and here's the part where we're about to get, um, personal. So... I hope that you guys will not hate me after hearing all of this, but if you do, I guess it's kind of justified because I'll just say it. I was a mean girl in the sense that I was kind of a brat in elementary school and I was mean. I feel like definitely on a lot of occasions I should have been nicer and I, it's always like really hard to talk about your own experiences and, like, owning up to them of being, like, an actual bully, but it's true. Like, I was a bully to some people and I was mean and it haunts me, like, every night to think that I acted like that. It's so, so embarrassing to me, but yeah, I just wanted to, like, be very transparent because I guess I know from, like, both sides what's happening. So, like, when I was 8 through, like, when I was 10, I was kind of a brat and a bully and an a-hole, to say the least. It's kind of weird to talk about that kind of behavior coming from yourself when you were younger, because it's like, oh, she was eight years old, she shouldn't have known any better. But like, I don't know, like, I don't blame myself now for myself then, but I do think that... Obviously, like, that kind of, like, being mean to people and, like, saying mean things to them still has effects on people because, like, I'll talk about this later, but I've also been on the receiving end of mean girls, so I just wanted to, like, be transparent and, oh gosh, this episode is gone very dark very quickly. But, yeah, so I have been a mean girl when I was in elementary school. Luckily, by the time I hit middle school and I'm in high school, I do not exhibit that kind of behavior anymore. And I'm not, like, trying to cover anything up in the past. Like, in elementary school, I was definitely a mean girl. I was definitely not what the school counselor was like, you should be doing. Did I learn? I think I did learn because um, of my own experiences of being hurt by other mean girls and when i say mean girls i basically mean like bullies like i feel like anyone regardless of gender even though i'm saying mean girls can be a mean girl i mean mean girls kind of like puts it in this like i don't know like less serious light but bully is really like what we're talking about here having been both a bully and having experienced bullies I think I have, and this sounds so awful, I think I have a holistic view of what it means to be mean and and the all-around experiences of mean girls. And I don't know, I'm still kind of hung up over, like, the actions of, like, when I was 8 and 10. Is that something that should still have ramifications on me now? Like, do I forgive myself? for what i did or do i have to like keep harping on this idea that when i was eight i didn't make a good decision when is the point that i let myself like let this go not forgetting about it but just like not beating myself up over it and i don't know yet like i still feel bad for the stuff that i did so i haven't let go of it obviously but I don't know when is the point to move on. Fellow used-to-be bullies. (laughs) Oh god, that sounds so terrible. But like, if you've experienced the same thing, I would love to know what your thoughts are on it because I don't even have a good answer for it. And it's just like a very uncomfortable topic in general, but there you go. There are my experiences of being a mean girl. And now I'll talk about what it was like to be hurt by a mean girl and being being on the receiving end of that situation. So I think all throughout elementary school, I occasionally was like on the receiving end of some not so nice comments or like mean people or bullying, not to the point where it would like cripple me and like made me severely upset or anything like that, but I still remember some of the comments that people made to me in elementary school which is really strange because like those comments even if they were intentionally rude they were probably offhanded and like not so malicious in intent like children are mean but like I feel like they're not that mean on purpose like they just say what they think but even still, so a lot of those things that people have said to me have stuck with me, and I think from that experience of like having people like bullying me or like saying mean things to me, and then like not never being able to forget it, that made me so much more compassionate, and that made me just like quit this whole idea of mean girlness, even in situations where. I don't know really how to say this, where, like, I had the, like, quote-unquote ability to be mean or, like, people in my friend group were being mean or hating on, like, someone or something like that. Throughout that whole time, like, in the back of my head, just knowing, like, I have been in that position before and that's such an awful position to be in, you might not think that you're doing so much harm, but you are. And I guess that kind of answers my question of, like, when will i be able to let things go um with being a mean girl and if like something i've said has hurt someone and they're still holding on to it i should probably still be forced to like deal with and reckon with my embarrassment and like humiliation from being a bully because like those things are still having effects on people so there you go i answered my own question um not a great answer but still an answer But so like with that experience of having been in some friend groups with meaner people or mean girls, having been on the receiving end of mean girls, having been a mean girl, I think I know a thing or two about what it is that a mean girl uses and employs against other people in order to make them feel bad and in order to make herself or themselves feel better and the main thing that i have noticed is the us versus them mentality this is by no means a new concept like if you just take a glance at anything that has happened in history ever there's always an us versus them mentality and even now i would argue there's still an us versus them mentality in a lot of things but take for example like world war ii and we're fighting obviously against some terrible people the axis powers and we used an us versus them mentality one of the most prominent ways that we used it was like the propaganda against other people um other countries by making them look really bad and another thing is with the japanese internment camps that was so us versus them mentality and not to get like a history lesson in the middle of your own podcast that you're trying to listen to and like relax to or whatever, but the Japanese internment camps where a lot of Japanese people who had like no real ties to Japan, like the Japanese empire that was doing the fighting against the U.S. these were just Japanese immigrants living in the U.S. but still there was this like innate fear that because they're different than us we don't want them and they need to be locked up. So that's why the justification was given to lock them up is that like it's us America, white America, regular America, and it's them, Japanese people living in our America. Like, they might say they're Americans, but they're not because they're like them, the enemies, the Japanese empire. It's like that same thing on a much smaller scale, obviously. But I have seen so many people use just the strangest and most, like, bizarre reasons for an us versus them kind of argument. Like, literally any type of human trait ever that you could think of has been used as us versus them um, with, like, the people I've seen. The earliest and, like, most absolutely, like, bizarre occurrence I can remember is like one of my friends saying that she was excluding another girl from playing with us in like second grade because that girl had the same favorite color as her and so she was obviously copying her and like thinking back about that that's like one of the stupidest reasons i could ever think to be like oh she's not like us because she's copying us like green is not a rare color to enjoy it's literally in the rainbow so like calm down but it's things like literally everything in the book that could be used has been used clothes, shoes, hairstyle, race, sexuality, like anything that someone can employ against someone they will use, like anything that is remotely different will be used and it will be justified and it's hard because like in the moment, especially if you are the mean girl, you think that it's like, yeah, it's true like obviously she doesn't have the same shoes as us she shouldn't be allowed to play with us or whatever like some naive elementary school example or whatever it makes sense in the moment because it's like everyone should be the same is that kind of mentality when you're a mean girl you want everyone to be the same as you so you aren't like (laughs) like challenged by anything so like you can be the norm and that's like I think what is so necessary for like a mean girl establishment is that you have to have this norm that everyone has to be like and if they're not, that is not cool. And this can be seen on like smaller examples too. Like just last week, uh, my friends and I were in the car and then one of my friends was talking about how she writes fan fiction um which a lot of people do write fan fiction although there's definitely like this weird thing around fan fiction where people think it has to be like all like smut or whatever but she writes fan fiction just because she likes it and who cares it's like whatever and the other people in the car were so shocked they're like oh he write fan fiction like i thought we left this behind in middle school and i was like this is like a prime example of us versus them because the us is normal people who don't read or write fanfiction and that them is the people who do write fanfiction because they're weird because they're not like us. Even though like I feel like everyone has read fanfiction at some point or another. And like my English teacher said, fanfiction is actually a great way to like improve your writing skills because you are like trying to like build you already have like a story to build around and then you can like explore your own writing style and whatever but like even in that group of friends i feel like who are very accepting generally that like otherness that like weird thing that like we don't want to touch still had such an effect on them and that's what i find interesting is that a lot of us have that mean girl mindset in our own mind It manifests itself in so many different ways, like, in forms of prejudice, making presumptions about other people before we even talk to them because we're like, oh, from your interests, your hobbies, what you look like, how you present yourself, I already know that I'm not gonna like you because you're so weird. It's like that thing. Or, like, from your looks, from your style, from your interests, I know that I'm gonna like you because you are so normal or, like, you're so much like me that is still not a great thing to do and I'll admit like I've had experiences with that like just a few weeks ago my friends invited me to like this game night where there were a bunch of these new people and I definitely made some like judgments off of the first impressions and I was like oh my god I feel like I'm not gonna like these people because they're not like the normal type of people that I hang out with they just like don't seem like people who are like me and I don't think I'm gonna like them. That's like literally what I thought. I was like, these people don't seem like me and I don't think I'm gonna like them. But the reality is some of my best friends are people who are like completely different from me. And to go in with like such a negative assumption about someone just because you're having a, and at this point it's not even like a us versus them, it's like a me versus them mentality, is so messed up, like you could be meeting so many cool new people just if we were able to let go of that mindset. Like I know in some classes I have, there are some people that I've become friends with who I would have never expected to become friends with just because of their outward appearance. But once I got to know them, it was like such a, an epiphany of sorts. Like I was like, geez, like we can be friends even though like I feel so different from you, but, like, we still have a great connection and a great bond. Like, the fact that I ever let myself think, oh, she's kind of weird, or, like, oh, they're kind of weird, like, um, I don't know if they would like me, or, like, they look so judgmental, or stuff like that. The fact that I ever let myself think that, instead of just, like, going up to someone and being like, hi, um, I love your bullet journal, it's so pretty, or... I love your outfit today or something like that. Just like something, doing something instead of just judging someone from like a mile away. Like you could make so many more friends and like have so many more interesting conversations if you just like let yourself realize and like remember that, okay, well, this is just what I think about someone. And like just because someone has different interests than me doesn't make that weird or it doesn't make them so unapproachable or so wrong like it's just about like letting that prejudice down and we always like try to be accepting especially in like gen with gen z and like how we view a lot of the time social issues and politics we're like let's just be open let's just be understanding let's let people live how they want and drop our prejudices and you know like stop hating so much but i feel like we say those things and then we carry that into our daily life and we only carry it in a political aspect like we don't even think about just like socially with other people we should be using the same type of mindset where it's like don't be prejudiced don't be judgmental like just let the prejudice go and life would be so much so much better if we just overcame that mean girl mindset So any past or present mean girls, I hope that you and I and all of us and everyone can just like let go of this need to be like normal and need to have like a us versus them mentality. It's so much better to go through life just like being open to anything and not feeling all this pressure to be a certain way because honestly it eats up at you over time especially if you're like in a mean girl friend group i feel like you're constantly scared of becoming the new ostracized girl especially like in friend groups where it's like someone was kicked out for some reason or another and then people started making fun of them and you like don't want to be that and that has definitely happened before and i've definitely been in that position before and felt so scared i was like oh my god what if i make the wrong move then they're gonna start hating me and i'm going to be the one who's made fun of and it's just not a great life to live when you feel like that and lastly i wanted to talk about how we can potentially deal with with mean girls and for this i turn to the one the only taylor swift to give you some advice as taylor said someday i'll be living in a big old city and all you're ever gonna be is mean and that is really the mindset that i hope to continue on when i think about mean girls it's just like if you live in this mentality forever you're not gonna get anywhere. Like, your life is not going to be fun. You're not going to meet new people. You're not gonna have good life experiences. But if you drop that mindset, you're gonna be happy living in a big old city and you're not, and you're not gonna be living in fear of being like ostracized or yourself because you're just like being yourself. You're just open to new ideas and putting yourself out there. And honestly, like, when you're on the receiving end of a mean girl, just know that like, from a previous mean girl. When I was being mean, I was so insecure. Like, I was not ha- even though, like I was like 8 or 10, I didn't feel very comfortable in my own skin because honestly, I saw some of myself in the people that I was being mean to. And I guess I was still employing that mentality of us versus them. I was afraid that I would become the them in that situation. And so if you are on the receiving end of a mean girl, first of all, you're gonna be able to get through this this is not life forever this too shall pass as what did Gandalf say that I don't know I think it's a it's a song I think but like isn't it a Gandalf quote oh wait no, no no that one is you shall not pass <sighs> oh, I need to rewatch Lord of the Rings it's so good did anyone see that like Amazon Prime is remaking Lord of the Rings like how well do we think that will go I I don't know I don't know if it'll go very well, gotta say. But, like, the original Order of the Rings, so good, so magical, so great. Legolas is my favorite, obviously. If he isn't your favorite, um, I don't know what to tell you. You have terrible taste. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But Legolas is so amazing. Anyways, how did we get... Oh, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, the- what you're experiencing will pass. And we just have to remember that mean girls are just insecure girls at the end of the day and as mean as that sounds, it's true, but, like, if someone's, like, hardcore being rude to you, just, like, report them to your guidance counselor or something like that, like, literally just be like, I'm not gonna deal with this shit anymore, like, just report them and get it over with and just move on and have a good life, and if you think, like, people are talking behind your back or, like, laughing at you or snickering at you, just, like, ignore it, like, flip them off and move on, (laughs) like, I think that, like, the more you think about them, the worse it will be, and mean girls are just, like, attention seekers. As a former mean girl, I can say that's true. So, don't give them a second thought. Like, you have so much more good things that you're going to accomplish. Like, you don't want to be the mean girl that peaks in high school or peaks in even, God forbid, middle school. You have so much, like, more potential for yourself, so, like, don't get stuck in that right and... Just remember at the end of the day, mean girls are just employing the age-old us-versus-them mentality which has resulted in and created the most terrible things in history ever. So if you want to be on the right side of history, don't be an us-versus-them mean girl and don't give them any second thoughts because they are on the wrong side of history and you are making history. Wow, look at me connecting all the dots. (laughs) But honestly, at the end of the day, mean girls can be mean and they can overstep their boundaries and be awful to you. And sometimes you just need a good cry and you need an adult to help you or you need a good friend. And I would say just like cry. Honestly, a good cry is the best. And talking to someone, guidance counselor, therapist, friend, parent, whoever you trust, if you don't have anyone you want to talk to, you can always flood my dms on instagram and just rant or you know like that thing on tiktok where people would like go into a celebrity's dm and just brain dump on them and it's so funny because like the celebrity's never gonna see it but like you feel like you're talking to someone that's that's kind of how i feel with this podcast like i don't know anyone really who listens to it besides like my best friend and my mom um but like everyone else it's like i'm just brain dumping onto you and yeah so like just find someone to talk with and brain up with and to experience with you the horrors of going through high school if you're going through high school or middle school if you are that young and you're listening hi wow you discovered podcasts i was also a middle school podcast listener so hello <laughs> my nose is like getting stuffy for some reason i don't know why but it's getting a little bit obnoxious to me. Thank you very much, nostrils. So, that will be the end of this episode. Gosh, I've been recording for pretty much an hour, which is terrifying. I don't want to edit this at all, but thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this new podcast format. I was very much inspired by listening to podcasts that I like and being like, oh yeah, these are long and that's why I like them, so I'm gonna make my episodes longer, and I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope That we will all never suffer from Mean Girls again, but that is inevitable. At least we know how to deal with it. Just sing Taylor Swift. Remember that Mean Girls are just using World War II diplomacy tactics that got no one anywhere. And coming from someone who's both been on the receiving end of a Mean Girl and been a Mean Girl herself, Mean Girls are the absolute worst. And it's nothing like the movie. You're not Regina George. You're just mean. All right. Thank you guys for listening. And I'll see you in two weeks. And I'm excited for this new podcast format. Bye guys.